Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stump and you know what? We gotta get both of these guys on, on this one for this game. Not because it was a particularly good game, but because we just so happen to be in the same room right now and hey, let's record a podcast. How's it going, Gerard? Hey, what's going on, Alex? Yeah, it's uh it's been a nice, muggy, rainy couple days here in Pittsburgh. It's been fun <laughs> to see the FedEx grounds crew in action. Um, they are, yeah, they do a hell of a job and got two bowl games in the last couple nights. Uh, the best grounds crew team in baseball. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, whatever they got up in Boston with the, the brooms and all that, the FedEx delivers. I think I don't know what their slogan is. I don't know much about FedEx. You just know about the about the grounds crew. And you're like, you know, that's a product I can get behind. Exactly. They've sold me on FedEx thanks to the grounds crew. You know what? Uh, we might need to be sold on. What's that, Alex? A, a new first baseman yeah. for the short term. Yeah. Or maybe even the long term. Yeah, that was a bummer. Um, you know, it's a finally had a day where we didn't have much to talk with Todd Tomzik about. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he even noticed that he he kind of said like this is probably the shortest list of names I've had for you guys in a while, and it was. I mean, Stephen Brolt, Jose Soriano, Miguel Yehure, and it's about it. Um, but now, yeah, Kyle Moran hit on the hand in the fifth inning, had to come out of the game. We don't know if he broke his hand. It did not look good. But, no. Uh, yeah. I I would be nothing short of shocked. If Colin Moran misses no time for this. Like, the best case scenario I think you could hope for is he's down for a couple days. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. And last time this happened, when he when he hurt the groin out in Chicago, Phil Evans uh, was the obvious fill-in candidate. And three days later, he went down. But now Evans is, is healthy. And obviously, Gonzalez, who filled in, was there. And our old friend, Will Craig. Gets to stay in the organization. How, nobody, nobody snatched him up. No. Second time that happened. Now I'm starting to notice a trend that maybe Will Craig isn't the most in-demand player right now. No, I, I, I don't imagine that he is the, uh, the go-to guy. And and I, I don't know how many other GMs have Google alerts set up for Will Craig, uh, right now. I mean, do you dare? I only ask this because this is based on the scenario that Colin Moran is going on the IL. Right. And you have Philip Evans and Eric Gonzalez as your only real first base options. Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble. Okay, that is true. <laughs> that No, that actually is true because right. we have seen him at least tell a few bars there. Right. And maybe that takes away this point of what do you do with Will Craig? Do you dare like put him on the roster and like kick off Kyle Keller so you could bring him back up? Knowing you know darn well we could just DFA him again and go through this process. Who really cares? But... You know, it's another option. At, and it's not like he only plays first base. He could play a little third. He could play a little outfield. Not well, particularly, but... Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust to see him at the major league level at a different position. Um, I, I wouldn't make the move right away to bring him back. Uh, I, I don't know who would would fill the role. I, I think between Evans and Gonzalez, you can cover first base. And Gamble, you mm-hmm. can cover first base. I think it would they would be better suited to you know, you know how Derek Shelton loves his versatility. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think they'd be better suited to find somebody. I'm not sure who uh, that could be a little more versatile than let's say Will Craig at the major league level. Yeah, but I mean if 
even if it is for a couple days with Moran, just the way that this roster is set up, the Pirates need to bring up a bat. Right. Even if he's gone for just a couple games, you cannot go with a three-man bench, especially if that bench is Tom and Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, big swing in Mikey Perez, it's just, you know. It feels like he's barreled up a ball his last four games played. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, I think he had four... Uh, four homers on ten hits. Yeah. So forty. Yeah, forty percent of his hits that, have left the yard. That's a that's a good rate for the real three true outcome king exactly. of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, you need to bring someone up. I don't think they really want to go to like Cole Tucker in this scenario. Um, Castro, I know, is absolutely demolishing the baseball in Altoona right now. But you can't go double A to the majors because it's different protocols this year. Right. You have to go through AAA. There's going to be no Juan Soto type situation this year. I think that's going to be the only time anyone ever compares Castro to Juan Juan Soto. Soto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the kid, but (laughs) let's be real here. Right. Unless he starts shimmying or something like that in the box. Uh, Yeah, I think that's where the Soto comparisons end. But, you know... If Cole Tucker can play center field, he can play first base. Can <laughs> he play center field? <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 I would imagine that Cole might get another shot just because he's optionable and he's on the roster, and you don't have to, you don't have to lose somebody. Um, would you Would you object to? Actually, this is probably the perfect question for you because you're the only person in the city who knows who the hell T.J. Rivera is. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't think that's the the trigger to pull just yet because it's been so few games and from uh, last I saw he wasn't exactly tearing up the uh, I was going to say internationally but that doesn't exist anymore um, and again it's 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 another roster it's a guy they're going to have to lose you know I, and. I mean I, I I get that that's important but whenever I look at like a Kyle Keller it's like. I am willing to take my risk with the waiver wire process with him. Yeah, I. It makes sense. I mean, these guys are they're getting cycled out as as quickly as they come in. Uh, the other thing is that maybe Wilmer Defoe clears waivers. Um, that that they, that they could, can't they can't add him again though. They can't add him again. I mean, they can add him again, but not until he actually goes through the process. Right, but uh, they would just need a stopgap rather than you know. Bringing up a guy for, I mean, I guess that's fair. 10, 10 or fifteen days, Moran would be out. I can't imagine anyone's going to really claim Wilmer Defoe. Exactly. So you, you, you use Cole Tucker for a few days, and then you get your pinch hit king back. Yeah, but that's also tough on Tucker because they really want to get him every day at bats. And not only is this him on the bench, he's not getting that. But then going through the intake process again, we're signing up for best case scenario another week of him getting sporadic baseball and it's a kind of short season in the minors yeah they say that they're like the, the biggest deal in the world is him getting playing time but there were times when he was in the majors that they just they could have used him and just did it like there were days <laughs> where yeah and so i'm not 100 percent buying this whole like he's that important I, I think at this point now he's just the optionable hitter and he's the only one with with uh jared oliver sideline you know what it just hit me we didn't get a Jared Oliver update from TT yeah I'm, I'm okay <laughs> you're gonna live alright yeah I imagine we'll hear from from Todd well here's a good thing now about being back on the field is I actually met Todd Tomzik 
And for those of you that don't know how big a deal that is, I've once a week since March, literally I started this job on a Wednesday. Every Wednesday since March 17th, it was St. Patrick's Day, I've spoken to Todd Tomzik. Yesterday I met him for the first time. So we could run into TT. We don't have to wait till next Wednesday to, uh, to get the, our coveted Jared Alva update. I mean, this is a tough job for me. For, for like building those relationships because there's so many new people here but I was like at least in the clubhouse beforehand and there are a lot of holdovers there you know I've built some relationships I feel bad for you man like this I, I, I feel good not bad I guess I feel good I'm happy for you that you actually are able to go on the field and like actually be within <laughs> six feet of some of these people because right. I mean you're you're covering the team and you know there's a lot of how personal can you get through a zoom call yeah, exactly. I, I talk to Derek Shelton more than my own mother, and, and what that means <laughs> is that I should call my mother more often. Yes, it does. But uh, I also, like, it's only been two days we've been down here. He's been La Fantasma. I, haven't, I still haven't met Derek Shelton. I, I still talk to him twice a day, every day. But I, I haven't physically, you know, shook the man's hand and said, hey, what's up? I'm a real person, not a, not a face on a screen. Um, you know, but yeah, we, we've been we've been doing good work down there. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm not... Uh, I, I'm I'm not knocking anybody over to meet the Derek Shelton. He's a he's a nice guy, but I think we'll be okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Are handshakes okay with the with the protocol still, or oh, or we uh, elbow bumping still? Yeah. Don't tell nobody I said handshake. Uh, right. I, They're I, not gonna let you back. Exactly. No. It was a uh, it was a greeting of a friendly nature that I've had with uh, players and coaching staff <laughs> of Major League Baseball. That is a Garrett Cole answer there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, it's, well, it's all the spiders. All that spider tack that uh, we got here at Pittsburgh. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later. Alex Dunf, Gerard Gilberto here. Good job. He didn't always say Gilberto, right? I feel bad about that. Yeah. And you see who played center field for the Twins tonight is one Gilberto Celestino. So I am, uh, yeah, you're going to have to get used to it. Yeah. I, I feel bad because like whenever we were down in Florida and I was just introducing, I always said Gil, Gilberto, like I got the worst Italian accent of all time saying that. I can say that only because I'm not the first person to ever do it. Yeah, you think it's an Italian accent, but it's just, you're just mumbling. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. I, it's, it's nothing I haven't heard before. You just, you kind of look like one of my substitute teachers growing up too. So it's all good. <laughs> They have a lot of long-haired dudes, five foot ten, kind of chunky dudes in in Stanton Island. There, it's Staten Island. Stanton is Stanton. a guy on the Yankees. And geez, have I, we teased this next segment as well as we possibly could have between Gilberto Celestino and Giancarlo Stanton? I mean, around baseball, what what is going on around baseball that happened in Minnesota on Wednesday night? Alex, the Yankees. The Yankees got to play the Minnesota Twins. That's uh-huh. what happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course, this was the first game where uh, you know Garrett Cole got to face Josh Donaldson, who very much called him out for using the sticky stuff. Uh, struck him out a couple times. 
kind of look nasty. Garrett Cole is the type of dude who you probably know a little better than me, but he seemed to be pitching with a little bit of anger. Yeah, that's whenever – I mean, I, that was a common criticism of him. Like, he pitches emotionally. It's like, man, that's whenever you usually get your best stuff out of him. Whenever he is just a little pissed. And, yeah, he was a little pissed going up. Spin rate still wasn't all the way back, surprisingly. No. Yeah, about, about around 75 clicks down from, from where it had been before that uh, somewhat precipitous drop that, that Donaldson mentioned. Yeah. But, I mean, he got called out point blank. Right, yeah. Not a lot of names <laughs> being being mentioned in this. And, and Trevor Bauer, who was who was in town today and, and probably had, you know, two, 3,000 people, kids and all, uh, swarming him in the first base dugout for autographs uh, ju- just before the skies opened up in Pittsburgh. Um, all maskless. That was fun to see, too. Yeah. Uh, are the Dodgers at eighty five? They are. I, okay. I was I was talking with uh, uh, their their PR guy about that, but yeah, it was it was interesting to see and and say what you want about Trevor Bauer, but the guy has a following, um, and <laughs> so yeah, Bauer and and Cole are going to be the guys that are are you know had the noticeable RPM drops after the uh, the minor leaguers got suspended a few days ago. Yeah, and Trevor Bauer. I mean, first of all, he was the guy who brought it all to everyone's attention that Garrett Cole was probably using this stuff. It's like you don't get an increase in four-steam fastball velocity unless you – or spin rate unless you get an increase in velocity or you doctor the ball with sticky stuff. Right. And he – it was him banging the table for that. And then all of a sudden he goes to Cincinnati and lo and behold, man, that fastball spin rate went up. He got a Mickey Mouse Cy Young out of it. And then $100 million and now he's getting called out and the fastball spin rate goes back to whenever he was fairly mediocre all those years in Cleveland. What a surprise. Yeah, it's it's not Kyle Body magic unless Kyle Body literally applied the sticky stuff. Yeah. to wherever but yeah it's it's kind of a weird thing because uh on top of that today pete alonzo who uh obviously from the mets uh rookie of the year a couple years ago um he came out and said yeah let him use it uh i I don't care it's not it's not just about how he doesn't really mind it he also mentioned something that I, i said the other day in a talking point on the site was um, he, Alonzo said he'd rather not take 99 to the head because the guy couldn't get a grip on the ball. Um, we've already seen Jacob Stallings get hit in the face. Guy's a warrior, stayed in the game. Kevin Pillar had his face busted open in Atlanta. Bryce Harper took one off the face. Like, it, as, it, it, no hitters have been like, there's been a weird amount of no hitters this year. But guys being hit in the face with a fastball is also like at a different rate this year. Um, and I would have, Venture to guess that if you asked Stonks, Pilar, and Harper about the sticky stuff, they would say the same thing. Yeah, I'd rather not get hit in the face with another fastball. So um, we've heard Will Crow refer to the ball as a cue ball coming out of his hand. Cold day in Chicago, rainy and muggy the last couple of days. These guys are sweaty. Maybe it might be a good thing to put some sticky stuff on the ball. I mean, that's what you have rosin for, though. That's going to be the immediate counter to it, that. It, it doesn't always work, I would imagine. Again, ask... Uh, oh, okay, okay. How about this? There is a fine line between rosin and, and, and spider tech. 
I suppose. There's some happy median in there. Right. Uh, and and the other side of this is beside, you know, increased spin rates and, and not getting IL'd for a few days and your nose busted open. Um, hitting is noticeably down this year. Uh, the, there is historical context to the sticky stuff. You, you hear guys that have been in the league forever, whether they're coaches, broadcasters now, or just ex-players just, just yapping. This stuff's been going on forever. So if this stuff's been going on forever, it doesn't explain the, the, the downturn offensively this year. No. No, I mean, whatever's going on this year, everyone's saying it's the shifts. Well, we've been dealing with that. Aggressive shifts for about a decade now. Right. We've been dealing with, you know, a D-Juice baseball. Okay, it's still more juice than what we saw in, like, 2014, early parts of 2015. Sticky stuff, maybe it's a little more accessible now, but like everyone said, this isn't the first year we've seen this. I really think, honestly, the biggest difference this year is pitchers last year were able to go through their routines better than hitters were able to in a a COVID world. Right. I think that's the biggest thing overall because while we're seeing – you know, spin rates start to go down because of, you know, we're starting to pay more attention to that. League-wide, we're still seeing high velocity. We're still seeing every trend of more pitches, 95-plus miles per hour. Like, it, it's not even a blip on the radar. And that's honestly incredible. Right. Like, everything that went on this past year, you would think, okay, everything's going to regress. I don't know how it worked for other sports. I don't know if, you know... Shooting was down in the NBA or what, you know, Corsi responses were in the NHL. I say as I pretend I know hockey analytics. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, the fines were down in the NHL, especially. Whoa, 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 Um, whoa. Not unless you uh, (laughs) said something bad about the league. Right. That'll never go away. But no, that's a great point. And it's it's obviously been a, a... just in in its nature, it's a pitcher dominant sport. So it there would there is an element to that. Uh, guys have said it before, talking uh, when talking about rehabbing and, and coming back from injuries and stuff, is that there's really you can try and simulate a, uh, a real life game situation all you all you can, but it's it it's not going to happen. The the only way to to do it is to uh, you know go. Do what they're trying to do with Cole Tucker. Go get him some real at-bats. All right, rapid fire for this last one. Key is back. Key is back. And this is the first time you've really gotten to see him for a whole week, man. Yeah, <laughs> a whole week. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's special, man. He does some things that are are just are just different. Uh, he he just moves different too. Guy's just fast. He's smooth. Weird play Tuesday night, just really strange. Um, and this is something we talked about on our emergency Will Craig podcast last week was, or two weeks ago was. There's something cursed about first base at PNC Park, and there's something weird about the Pirates being in the third base dugout that would have nullified another <laughs> weird thing that happened at, at first no, base. No, no, that needs more context <laughs> because Gerard is from New York, and the Mets they're 
their dugout is up the first baseline. Right. And after Will Craig happened, the first thing out of his mouth was, well, not the first thing, but yeah. once, you know. One of the, the just, you, you got to go deep into the catalog to get to the whole Tyler Anderson would have been in the baseline had he been walking back to the first base dugout instead of third base dugout thing. Yeah. Uh, but it is a it is a weird thought that I had uh, after. I mean, you watch the Pirates, you're gonna have weird thoughts. <laughs> and then you bring up if if the Dodgers are up the third base line, exactly. Austin Barnes doesn't narc, and you know Hayes has a homer. Exactly. And the no the the guy is the guy is special. He's gonna have a couple hundred more chances to to make sure he hits all the bases. And um, <laughs> you know after he got thrown out in in. Uh, not thrown out necessarily because he did overslide the bag a little. Uh, he got nudged too. Yeah. A- after that play, someone said, "Oh, now he's just got to get thrown out at third, but third and home." And my first thought was, "Well, if I were to pick anybody else, anybody on this team to actually get two more hits uh, that would have a chance <laughs> to get thrown out at third and home, it's Key Brian Hayes." Well, no one's got to top that. Right. I think we should. I think we should end right there. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, wherever you get your podcast, be sure to. Gerard, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, always, always a pleasure. We're gonna do this more. Gerard and me, we, we're, we're figuring out some multimedia plans. We're gonna be doing more stuff like this in the near future. But for now, thank you for listening. We'll talk again next week. Mm-hmm.